Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is an open forum Wednesday. How are you? Getting ready for the Kings and the Nuggets. Uh, I did a rant on this, what was it, two days ago about Derek Carr. And I said it's time to move on. The Raiders may have very well made that decision today. They are benching Derek Carr for the final two games. And Jared Stidham is going to be the quarterback for the Raiders. It looks like this is the end of the road for Carr in Vegas. Now, I think it's unfair to blame everything on Carr, but I did a rant on this. You know, it's been nine years, and it's time. It's time to go in a different direction. And Carr can go play somewhere else and see what the Raiders can do moving forward. But to me, this is clearly the end of an era for Derek Carr uh, and the Raiders. So open forum Wednesday. I want to hear from you. Uh, Don't forget, coming up after the Kings game tonight, I will be on YouTube Live, and I'll have my post-game show over there. I just did a nice segment with Jerry Reynolds and Ryan in Sacktown over on YouTube. And again, I'll be back on uh, at about 9.29, or so tonight. Uh, looking forward to the show on YouTube. All right, Open Forum Wednesday. You can hit the hand icon, raise your hand, and I will put you up whenever uh, you are available. All right, I'll put you right up on uh, the stage with me, and we can talk about anything else that you want. What do you think? If you're a Raiders fan, what do you think about the Raiders going in a different direction at quarterback with Jared Stidham? Again, no Derek Carr for the final two games. I wonder what would happen if Stidham were to get hurt, you know, against San Francisco. By the way, if you're Stidham, can you imagine that? Hey, welcome. You're starting. Oh, by the way, you're going against the 49ers defense. Good Lord. All right, again, I want to hear from you. Hit your hand icon, raise your hand. Kings uh, tonight, Sabonis is questionable. Jamal Murray and Aaron Gordon are questionable for the Nuggets. And, you know, if Jamal Murray does not play, and again, you got to remember that the Denver Nuggets had an overtime game on Sunday night, all right, and then played last night. And so this is three games and four nights with a guy coming off, you know, knee surgery. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Murray does not play in this game tonight. And that would be a huge, huge plus for Sacramento. That would be huge. Don't know about Aaron Gordon yet, and obviously Sabonis uh, is questionable. My feeling on Sabonis, and I, again, it's purely common sense to me. You know, if he didn't play last night, why would I think he'd be ready to play tonight? Like, what difference does 24 hours make? with what he's dealing with. It would make no difference. Sense to me 
that he would play tonight after not playing last night. But we'll see. Time will tell. All right, let's get to uh, some phone calls on an open form Wednesday. And why don't we start with Jerry? Jerry, you're the leadoff man today. How are I'm you, fine, sir? sir? How are you, Grant? I'm good. Grant, thank I you. I want to say something here. Uh, that person that uh, texted you and said that, you know, your numbers were really, really, really small. And you said that uh, that uh, that's just one facet of, uh, of when people watching me or listening to me. Grant, uh, and you said that, you know what? that you had over 22,000, like 30,000 for post-game shows, and you said that that uh, that's yep. the passion of the Kings. No, Grant, that's the passion of, you know what, us toward you, all right? You know what, we want to listen to you all the time. Thank you. Well, I really appreciate that. And for those of, uh, there are detractors out there, and there are people that are thinking I'm just making up the numbers. So what I did was I took a screenshot of how many people were watching me on uh, Periscope on Twitter, and I put it up on my Twitter page, and you could see that I was not lying. I mean, I had over 30,000 people watching on one of the Laker postgame shows. And then last week, I had over 20,000 people watching. So, you know, I put the numbers up for everyone to see, but I appreciate that. The reality is, Jerry, it works both ways, okay? My audience likes what I bring. And I love what my audience brings. So it goes both ways. All right. That's why I do this show today. So I can speak with all of you and you call me and we have dialogue. And I love that. But, you know, and I appreciate that, Jerry. It means a lot to me that you support me and everyone else. But it's a two way street. It's a two way street here. And it's always been a two way street. And that's the way it's always going to be with me. But thank you. And Grant, you know, just one thing too. Uh, you know what? I'll bet you those people that are saying that, that they don't believe you. You know what? I'll bet they're KCK listeners. <laughs> well, they can be whatever they want. Uh, numbers don't lie. And I put them out for everyone to see on my social media platform. Uh, I have 47,000 followers on Twitter. Okay, so 47,000 people that if they want to look on my uh, timeline, you can look at my screenshots and see how many people are watching my shows. I'm getting an incredible response. And I will tell you this, okay, because I have friends that work at 1140. They know I'm blowing them off the stage. They know it. They talk to me about it. They're like, wow, I can't believe your numbers. Their post-game shows are getting like 100, 200. I'm getting, I'm getting thousands and thousands and thousands. I'm absolutely destroying them on the Kings post-game show. And they know it because they've told me they know it. Grant, do they ever say anything to you about Bonneville? Like, uh, uh, do they say anything? Do they make a comment about that or no? I'm gonna re I'll keep those conversations private, Jerry. Okay, Grant. Well, you know, sir, just keep doing what you're doing and uh, love everything that you're doing. Have a good night, sir. Thank you, Jerry. Yep. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Let's move along here. And uh, why don't we get to Dorian? Dorian, you're on with Grant right here on an open forum Wednesday. How are you today? Hey, Grant. So nice to hear from you. Hope you had a great Christmas. Happy New Year to everyone in the room. Thank you. I appreciate you, Grant. I was coming off your live stream from uh, with Jerry. It's so funny watching Jerry. Sometimes he, he knows how to get on. Sometimes he doesn't. So shout out to Ryan. Let's see some. He's a riot. He's a riot. That's a riot for always helping him. I, uh, I, I accidentally, uh, my comment kind of got halfway deleted, but uh, I actually like enjoy, enjoy watching the pregame with Kyle and, and Draper, or with, with Kyle and, and, uh, and Matt and Katie. I think they do some great work. But what I meant to say was I know you, some, somebody asked about the back-to-back -back games and how it reduces travel, and Katie mentioned something along the lines of it's uh, she, she prefers it just because it gets the teams kind of uh, in a better kind of playoff scenario. And uh, that's what, what I kind of met with my comments. So it kind of got uh, cut off a little. 
Well, that doesn't make any sense. It has I, 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 that doesn't make any sense to me. A playoff scenario because you're playing a team on back to back nights. I don't see the relevance there. It doesn't have anything to do with it. Yeah, sure. I, I I totally would would agree with the travel portion of it, but that's just kind of her and kind of what she said. But Grant, I wanted to call in because you know, as someone that played football in college, you know, uh, I I found myself um, like not watching sports anymore. I kind of got burnt out. Uh, the Kings were the only team I followed. I used to be a big Giants fan and 49ers fan, but I kind of found myself this year watching a little bit more of the Niners just because, you know, it kind of brought back memories when I was a kid and their offense seems really cool. But I I wanted to ask you, Grant, there's a really big problem going on with concussions and with with the situation with the Miami quarterback. You know, what, what are your thoughts, Grant, about kind of like what the league and what the NFL can do? Because I don't think that that man should be playing you know what? My, I'll tell you right now, Dorian, my thoughts are that this is just overblown and that everyone is trying to be a neurologist now and thinks they're an expert and they have all of the baseline data for Tua. Concussions are not good. We know that. OK, the National Football League began play in 1925. OK, there have been a lot of generations of players that have played through the NFL, had head injuries, have had trauma to their head and are living full lives with no issue. Then you have other players like Harry Carson, who I had on my show about 10 years ago, who played at South Carolina and then played with the Giants and is in the Hall of Fame and was uh, suffering dementia at fairly early stages in his life. I've interviewed Jim McMahon on a number of occasions, uh, a number of uh, occasions at Lake Tahoe, maybe a total of 10 times. And I've talked to him about what he is going through. Again, early signs of dementia that he's been battling, among other things, okay? So for some people, it is a big deal. The human body is not the same. And and what I mean by that is we react differently to the same type of injuries. Some people can, you know, get a concussion and they're going to have dementia. Other people can get a concussion, they're going to be fine. I'm not a neurologist. What I do know is concussions are bad. But Dorian, here's the problem I have, okay? People see Tua, who's in concussion protocol, And they're going on TV and saying he should retire. He shouldn't play anymore. That's irresponsible for anyone to make a comment about what Tua should and should not do without having the medical information and the expertise on what he's dealing with. It's irresponsible, in my opinion. I mean, I believe that Tua is no different than a professional boxer or a race car driver going 230 miles around a track. They understand when they get behind the wheel of a car that death is a possibility with uh, with accident, okay? When you are a sure. boxer, when you are an MMA fighter, you understand the risks and the dangers of stepping into the octagon or the ring, okay? You understand that. They make the choice. Tua, as an individual playing a sport, should also be allowed to make that choice based on informed medical expertise, okay? Teams, if they feel that a player will be doing harm for the rest of their life should not allow a player back on the field. But if a neurologist clears Tua to play, then at that point, it's up to Tua to decide whether he's willing to take the risk. I don't understand why so many people have a problem with that. Why is that any different than a boxer who gets in the ring and gets his head beat in for 12 rounds? I mean, what, 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 where's the difference? Of course, I would definitely agree. I know the league has, you know, uh, I've, I haven't watched football in a while. This, is, this has been my first year in like eight years, eight to ten years. Well, where why I've is that? Why aren't you watching it? You played football in college. Why aren't you watching it? 
I, uh, my priority shifted. I got really into CrossFit. I competed in CrossFit and then, um, Oh, business okay. and stuff like that. So I got really interested in business. So that's why my that's why I kind of shifted my priority. But this okay. has been my Fair first enough. year where I've kind of watched a little bit and mostly the Niners. Um, but I know the league has definitely changed some rules in regards to like head contact, tackling, and how hard you can throw a player down the floor, stuff like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I would definitely agree. I think every every player, just in whatever sport they're playing, has the autonomy to kind of you know, navigate and choose what they want to do based on their own, how they're feeling, based on medical doctors. But uh, just for my personal my personal opinion, I believe that there might be repercussions with with to uh, long term just because of what I've observed and what I've seen. Even though there's been. Yeah. And it might be it, it might be. But don't you feel that he is the one that should make the decision on his life and his career? If if the risks and everything is put in in front of him, he should be the one that makes the decision. It's his body. It's his life. I totally agree with that. I'm super with you on that. I just wanted to get your uh, your your opinion on on, on all that, because I know it's been a really big thing yeah. for the NFL for a long time. Huge. Yeah. It's a huge thing for the NFL. And it should be. I mean, you know, listen, we're talking about you only have one life. You only have one brain. It should be a big deal. It, it is a big deal. And it's also, Dorian, a huge deal on our youth level. OK. And concussions that occur. And I, Dorian, I played football pretty much all my life. And, you know, I never came off the field and I got dinged all the time. Well, I didn't know back then that those were concussions. Do I worry about, you know, having an onset of dementia early on because I played both lacrosse and football and had a number of blows to the head? Yeah, I do. I do. I didn't have that information back then. Players now in this era of technology and medical advancement and data have that, have that in front of them. Now let them make the decision on what they want to do with their lives. I believe that each individual should be allowed to make that decision. As long as it's an informed decision, they have all the medical uh, personnel and evaluations, and they have the risks and the rewards put in front of them, let them make the decision. It's their life. Of course. I'm with you on Grant. just wanted to get your opinion on it, and I'm super grateful yeah. that you answered my question. I appreciate it. Last question, Grant. Um, what do you think about Davion? I feel like he he's a great talent. I mean, I just love watching him on defense. He's so fast. I mean, just the way that he reads the the offensive player, how he gets in positions and takes charges. But what do you think about his shot? I mean, this, his offense is is obviously something that he kind of lacks. But I feel like his first year last year, he was just a little bit. He he like the percentage of his shot make was was a lot higher than it is right now. Can you can you just what your opinion or what you observed? Do you think his yep. shot has changed? Yep. I feel like it, he has just so much arch on it. I don't know. Like, obviously, like, there's experts there. There's people that work with him. But what do you think about his shot? And do you think it could be improved? Because I definitely think that there's been a digress this year than it was last year. Okay. This is a results-oriented business. Okay? And here's the way I'm going to answer that question. When I'm a coach, when I put a player into the game, I need to know what I'm going to get from that player on almost every night. Now, there are going to be times when, you know, a player has an off night, and I'm okay with that. Professional sports, Dorian, is about consistency, okay? It's about playing on a consistent level for most of the games. You're never going to play consistently for all your games. Even the greatest players in the world are going to have bad nights. The problem I have with Davion is he's like a box of chocolates. I'm not really sure which one I'm going to grab. You know what I'm saying? Uh, And and so am I grabbing a you know, caramel, am I, you know, grabbing a dark chocolate, a milk chocolate? I don't know. You know what I mean? Sure. And and with him, 
it's the same thing. I don't know what I'm going to get night to night from him offensively. I know what I'm going to get every night defensively. I know that. Every night I'm going to get the same defensive player. But I don't know whether he's going to have a game like last night where he had nine assists or if he's going to have a game where he shoots one of eight and has two assists like he had. You know, he started games at Cleveland and at New York when De'Aaron didn't play, and he had a combined 15 points in those games. I mean, he had seven points in one game and eight points in the other. Well, you, that's not going to cut it for a, a point guard in the NBA. So I need more consistency. I'm not going to break down a shot because I, I don't know about a shot, whether it's different, whether it's this or that. Yeah. This is a results-oriented business, and he needs to be more consistent offensively. That's the biggest issue I see with him right now. I would agree. I do love watching him on defense, so I'm glad he's a king. But thank you so much for taking my call, Grant. I appreciate it. Happy New Year to everyone. Go Kings. Happy New Year, Dorian. I appreciate you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. All right, good, good call right there. Let's get to uh, Jeff. Jeff, welcome to the program. How are you? Great, Grant. Uh, like your show today. I got a little, I'm on a little late. Uh, but I listened to you and Jerry. That was awesome. Thank you. And Ryan. I guess we got to do a GoFundMe for Ryan so he can get a heater. Yeah, you know, I, I think he's uh, working on that. So hopefully uh, he'll get some heat in his house soon. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> We're supposed to get like eight inches of rain here in the Sacramento, you know, in the next yeah. days. So it's going to be. Yeah, I see the big system coming in. So, yeah, uh, well, you need it. So it's all good. So have you talked about Derek Carr already? Yes. Yeah. So what's. Uh, I missed your take on it. So, uh, you well, I did my rant. I did my rant on this uh, yesterday. As a matter of fact, I did a rant on this. Okay. Was it yesterday? Yeah. Okay. So that's rant. how I feel. I feel it's time to move on. I said that before the Raiders even made the move. So I was ahead of the game, and I forecasted that they would be moving on. I think it's yeah. time to move on. I don't think it's all his fault. Uh, I think it's unfortunate to make him the scapegoat. But you know, the reality is, he's been in the NFL for nine years. He is what he is. And it's kind of like what I just said about Davion Mitchell. I don't really know what I'm going to get game to game from Carr. I don't know if I'm going to get the A version or the F version. I don't know if I'm going to get a guy that plays really well for three quarters and then makes one of the stupidest decisions you can make in the fourth quarter that costs my team the game. That's the problem I have with Derek Carr. Right. So, so is he free agent, or do you think no. they're going to trade? They're going to His, they will they will cut him and save the money that's. On his guaranteed, uh, no, they're not going to. No, oh, I don't. I, I don't see a trade being feasible. So they're going to cut. They're not going to get nothing back for him. Well, I, you know, again, it's a it's a salary cap hit. So, you know, I was just reading a big story on that before you came on. You know, there were a couple of options, but I think the reality is he's not going to be on the team next year. Yeah, he had like a forty million dollar guarantee. Yes. if he got hurt. If if he got hurt. if he got hurt, yes. So so what so what are the Raiders doing? They're not going to put him on the field. Because they don't want him to get hurt. So what does that tell you? Huh. Well, he, he maybe he'll trip over and, and, turn, and practice. He'll do something. <laughs> he know. might. But, the, but, but again, you just hit it right on the head. He gets paid $40 million a guarantee if he gets hurt. So what are the Raiders doing? They're playing San Francisco this week. All right. What does yeah. San Francisco do to quarterbacks? Yeah. yeah. Bosa eat them for lunch. There you go. Yeah. So, anyways, hey, I got a, a bone to pick, uh, not with you, but with certain announcers. I'm not going to mention their names, but uh, everybody out there. Why not? Everybody, well, because uh, you don't like it. 
for one, for because it's a, you know, okay. Uh, but the, your audience will know. But uh, it's always this is your boy, so and so, or hey, he's he's my boy. The other guy, will, the other guy will say he's my boy. But when when you're when you know, I'm saying when uh, you're announcing, if you was going to say something like that, a holy hell would break loose. Hey, Brian Davis, the announcer for the Oklahoma City Thunder, lost his job because in a great moment, he called uh, uh, Russell Westbrook out of his cotton pick in mind, and he lost his career with Oklahoma City. Oh. And, you know, oh. so, yes, you're, you're 100% correct. Was it was it because he was shooting, or was he what, – what Yeah, he just made a he, – he was having an incredible game. He took over the game made an incredible play yeah. and the announcer got excited and said, Russell Westbrook is out of his cotton pick in mind and, or is playing oh. or, you know, and he, and he lost his job. They didn't, they didn't bring him back. Yep. Oh. oh God. That's ridiculous. That's similar yeah. to you saying that that's like you say in the turn on the sprinklers, you know, he's on fire, but it, it's, it's saying it in a different manner, but you know, you think, I mean, yeah. I mean, again, you know, if you're white and you make a comment, you're canceled. If you're black and you make a racial comment or a slur like Draymond Green does to Kendrick Perkins, nothing happens. You don't get a fine. You don't get a suspension. If you're Montrez, if you're Montrez Harrell and you call Luka Doncic a bitch-ass white boy that's picked up on all the audio, nothing happens. The league doesn't even right. put a memo out, no fine or anything. But if a white player would make any comment about any other player's ethnicity, they would be canceled from the league. If Myers Leonard is playing a video game on the internet uh, and uses a derogatory slur towards Jewish people, he's canceled. He's no longer in the league. But if Kyrie Irving or other players make it, yeah, they deal with some ridicule. They get their hand slapped, but then they're back playing and their career resumes. You know, we live in a country and a society of double standards. And unfortunately, okay, the reality is, is if you are Caucasian, and you make any comment at all, which even has the slightest 1% connotation of anything to do with race, you are canceled, you are swallowed up, and it's bye-bye. Unbelievable. Last thing, you mentioned Luca. Uh, so I was watching some shows this morning, some sports shows, and these guys were talking about Luca's game last night, that incredible game. And I did, right. I did see the highlights of that where he missed the free throw and shot that, like you were saying last yep. night. Incredible. But they were saying, one this one guy was saying, it wasn't that big of a deal because it was an overtime game and 60 points and 21 rebounds and I think 10 or how many, I forgot how many assists he had, but he had triple-double. And the guy said, because it was an overtime game, it shouldn't rank up there with a regular game uh, as a memorable, you know, those are people that, that that that's just all sports fodder. It's subjective. You know, you can't prove whether it's the greatest game of all time or whatever. Here's the reality. Okay. You can, you can go on the air. You can go on national TV, like my buddy, Chris Russo did. Okay. And you can say whatever you want. The reality is it was a great performance. Now, if you want to rank it first or second or third, go ahead. You know, you want to rank it 10th, go ahead. But what is not debatable was it was a great performance. Okay. And his play at the end of regulation was great with a capital G. Right. So why can't we just enjoy what we watch instead of having to rank everything? Why do we have to rank everything 
in our society all the time. Well, it was the best. It was this. Why? Why, why do we have to do that for? Why can't we just enjoy it for what it was? And that was a great performance, period. Why do we have to, like, put it in the historical terms? Absolutely. And the other thing they're not talking about was what? They were down by nine with 30 seconds left. Yep. That's net, nobody's ever, they said that's like one of the first times that's happened that somebody's come back like yep. that. Down by that's nine. correct. That's right. Something happened last night that's never happened in the history of the game. That's correct. Unbelievable. Hey, it we'll is. look forward to look forward to listening to you tonight on YouTube. Thank you, Jeff. Take care, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Good call, as always, from Jeff. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash grant. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, if you want to get in on the program on this open form Wednesday, hit your hand icon uh, and we will do it. You know, the double standards, you know, in this society is beyond belief. And all you got to do is look at the Sacramento Kings broadcast crew to talk about the double standards. I mean, seriously, I mean, I could put it out there for you, uh, but then it would sound self-serving and you can do the research on your own. Just Google Mark Jones. Okay. And then Google Matt Barnes arrest record, okay? And they're part of the Sacramento Kings broadcast team. But the guy that says all lives matter, every single one, not, not going to be able to, you know, be better if I resign and move forward. Yeah, really, that's the society that we're living in. It's sad. You know, it's really sad. And it's, uh, you know, you you could... Well, I'm trying to put this into words for you. I mean, if you really just sat and you wanted to spend time every day, okay, just looking at all of the atrocities that go on in the United States as it pertains to cancel culture and double standards and hypocrisy, you know, you'd probably be bitter 
You'd be angry all the time. I don't want to be bitter. I don't want to be angry all the time. So I don't really spend a lot of time on these things unless it just jumps out in front of me. You know, like if I get a call like Jeff, then I start thinking about it. And yeah, I get a little upset because I understand that it's just wrong. And what's wrong is, is that a wide portion of the media doesn't want to cover it because they're afraid of being canceled and losing their job. So even though the members of the media, okay, know that it's wrong, understand that it's wrong, very few will take a stand and talk about it or write about it because they don't want to end up losing their job. They don't want to be labeled. They don't want to be stereotyped. That's why I read so many excerpts from Phil Mushnick's column in the New York Post, because Phil writes what many of us think. And Phil writes what many of us think, but don't say. And I love that about Phil Mushnick. He doesn't care. That's what he does. All right. I don't agree with everything that he writes, but I love reading excerpts from his columns because more times than not, he hits it right on the head. He's not afraid of the backlash. He's not afraid of being canceled. He writes what he feels to be the truth. Okay. Our lives begin to end the day we remain silent about things that matter. Think about how many people are in the media whose lives are ending based on that great saying by MLK. Our lives begin to end the day we remain silent about things that matter. Think about how many people's lives have been beginning to end, right, for a long time that are in the media. The term I use is gutless. There are a lot of members of the media that are gutless. And it is a shame. And I know who they are, okay? And you know who they are, and yet you give them a pass. And I don't understand why we in society give the people that have a voice, who have a platform, a pass when they remain silent about things that matter. It's called woke, it's called wokeness, and it's called a problem in the good old US of A when good people like Doug Adler, can be canceled because some freelancer for the New York Times calls him a racist because he talked about Venus Williams using guerrilla tactics to approach the net. Not G-O-R-I-L-L-A, G-U-E-R, okay? Nobody wanted to take a moment and go, wait a minute. Nike made a whole commercial, and they put a tennis court in front of the Plaza Hotel on Fifth Avenue in New York City. And they had Pete Sampras play Andre Agassi. And they made a commercial. And the name of the commercial, Gorilla Tennis. But oh no, let's fire Doug Adler because he talked about Venus Williams using Gorilla Tactics. And let's not comment on it, all right, when Venus and Serena were both asked about it, saying that they have more important things to worry about in life. You have something more important than an innocent man losing his livelihood and his career? Where was John McEnroe speaking up for Doug Adler? Where was Martina Navratilova speaking up for Doug Adler? They remain silent, okay? Shame on them. Shame on them. Because all John McEnroe would have had to do was like, that's absurd. 
You know, it didn't matter that every year Doug Adler had tennis camp for minorities in Washington, D.C., many of whom were black and had a, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to, a fundraiser every year to hand out free tennis rackets to the youth of D.C., again, many of whom were minorities. Let's not talk about that. Let's not talk about him changing communities that he lived in. Oh, no. Let's talk about him being racist because some moron from the New York Times said that his comment was racist. Even when it was brought to his attention that it wasn't, did he write a retraction? No. Did he go on social media and say, you know what? I'm wrong. I apologize. This man should have never lost his job. No. That's right there is what's wrong with our society. It's a shame. It's a disgrace. It's an absolute disgrace. And I'm grateful that Doug Adler, who I had on my podcast back, I want to say, in January of 2021, won his lawsuit against ESPN. And ESPN is the most hypocritical media company that I believe we have in America. I mean, there's nothing more hypocritical than ESPN. And I've been on record and I continue to be on record. I do not watch anything on ESPN unless it is a live sporting event. I watch Monday Night Football. I have to. It's my job. Okay? I watch the National Hockey League playoffs. I have to. Plus, I like to. I'm not watching any of the programming. The only thing I will do is I will go on the internet to listen to what my buddy Chris Russo has to say sometimes when he goes off because he's my lifelong friend and I just, I, I crack up, but I will not watch the show live. I will not watch, you know, any of the other shows on that network. They're a hypocritical network. They're a network full of double standards and they are a network to me that should be ashamed of themselves with how they conduct their talent and their personnel and what you can and cannot say based on your ethnicity. It's a disgrace. It's disgraceful. It really is. It's absolutely disgraceful. All right. Hey, if you want to get in on the program today, hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. All right. Great to have you here. And don't forget, again, for those of you that are just joining me here on Listen App, I will be on after the Kings game tonight on YouTube. I'm really looking forward to that. Kings and the Nuggets. Uh, Sabonis questionable, Aaron Gordon, Jamal Murray questionable for the Denver Nuggets. So Kings need to figure out a way to win this game tonight, somehow, some way. Then you got the Jazz coming in on New Year's Eve, and then you begin the new year at Memphis, and then you go to Salt Lake City uh, to take on the Jazz. Open form Wednesday. We can go in any direction that you want. Again, hit that hand icon, and I will put you uh, right up. Derek Carr, no longer the quarterback for the Raiders. He has been benched. Stidham is going to get the call. And I got to believe that this is the last time that we'll see Derek Carr playing for the Raiders. Not all his fault, but he's the guy that is going to be the scapegoat. Let's get to John right here on Listen App. John, good afternoon, buddy. How are you, Grant? I'm telling you that last 13 minutes, you could uh, take that thing and make that a rant of itself. All right. Or how let, okay, however buddy. long it was from Jeff until me, because you are spot on and you know, there's, there's no answer for some of the, some of the crap that's going on in our nation, my friend. It's unbelievable. 
Yep. Who would have thunk it? But hey, having a platform everybody, it's like good. everybody has an agenda, and if yeah. it doesn't fit their agenda, they're going to do everything in their power to cancel or whatever they need to do to fit it in their agenda. That's what they're going to do. Yeah, and agenda means something so much different. When I was young, and I still have a little book that I write down what I need to get done this morning before noon, and then grocery shopping at this time, and I need to light the barbecue. That's an agenda. An agenda isn't something so far off that you're trying to uh, destroy people's lives and people people's uh, people's lives and so forth like that. So it's unbelievable. I yeah, I didn't want to call in a and discuss all of that stuff. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit more about Derek Carr and um, it's yep. not all his fault. Some of it's his fault. Nope. And a lot of it is absolutely ownership and, and the Davis family putting Derek Carr through all of that. How many coaches? Six, five or six coaches. And he hasn't been in the, yeah, it's a lot. Lee, what, nine lot. or ten years or something? Not even ten years. That is a, that is a lot for Derek Carr nine to go years. through. And I'm not saying he's freaking Kenny Stabler or, yeah. or one of the great quarterbacks of all time or anything, but he's better than than the hand he's been dealt, I think. Do, you know, do you agree with a little bit of well, that? A, a little bit, but the reality is he's been in the league long enough. Uh, he's got no playoff wins. Uh, his play has been erratic. His inconsistency to me over his career has been alarming. And yes, I think you can point to that, but I can also point to, you know, other quarterbacks that go through coaching changes and they still produce and still are very good. And so I think we got to be careful about just talking about that, although it is part of it. I think you bring up a good point, but I can use plenty other examples where there are coaching changes and, you know, players still maintain and play, you know, at a very high level and are consistent. I just think Derek Carr's career over nine years has been too inconsistent for me to look at a quarterback. All right. I'll, I'll give you an example. I'm a Giants fan. All right. Uh, we still the, the Daniel Jones is in his fifth year. He's already going through his third coach in five years. All right, he went through a, a new offensive coordinator this year, new head coach, an entirely new coaching staff, okay? Well, he's having himself a hell of a year. Well, you know, so there are examples of, you know, players that go through complete regime changes and can play well. In this case, Derek Carr has not played that well this year. Uh, you got to call it the way it is. He has not played well. Now, I think you can point to Josh McDaniels, too, on this one, John, and say, you know what? The Raiders made the bad choice there. They had a coach last year in Passaccia, Rich Passaccia, who the players loved. Passaccia, yeah. They he took over for Gruden. The players loved him. They played hard for him, made the playoffs, almost beat Cincinnati on the road, and Mark Davis made a bad decision in not retaining him as the head coach. He goes out and gets Josh McDaniels, and Josh McDaniels has failed miserably as head coach of the Raiders in his first year. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Grant, you're absolutely speaking to what I'm saying. I haven't seen Josh McDaniels in any of his head coaching uh, elevate his players. I've seen Derek Carr play good uh, with a yep. whole bunch of different head coaches and a little bit with McDaniels. So I'm not sure if McDaniels is the huge problem or if, if Carr's the huge problem or if, or if it is even a huge problem. But uh, I don't know. I think uh, – Derek Carr, when he does go somewhere else, and I'm on board. I'm pretty sure that he's going to be gone. And I hate to say it, you know, for all dedicated Raiders fans, because he's very, very well loved by Silver and Black all over the place. But when he when he does go, when and if he does go, he'll probably thrive somewhere else. And, you know, I, I'll root for him wherever he goes. But, it, man, it just seems like it's the end of the road for him, and I didn't think it would be. You know, just, just. Yeah, it's the end of the road. There's no question. It's the end of the road, John. It's the oh. end of the road. He won't be with the Raiders next year. No way. Man, I never would have said this uh, a month ago or at the beginning of the season or one year ago today that that it would end like this. But, man, it seems like it is. Yep. Thank hey, you, John. Go Kings tonight. Let's try and get it done. We need uh, fourth quarter defense, and anybody could start yep. well. It's fun to start well, but we all need to finish well. And, you know, yep. and Ryan was absolutely on yep. target when he was saying we need to start well, but starting well is one thing. We need to finish well. No question. All right, Thank buddy. you, buddy. You Take care. All right, again, I will be on after the game. On YouTube Live. Looking forward to that. And uh, always appreciate all the feedback here. It's always fun to chat with you each and every day. And we'll do it again tonight in a couple of hours over on YouTube. Make it a great rest of the afternoon. Have a great evening. And we'll talk to you in a couple hours. So long, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.